You are listening to How Does She Do It? Episode 78. Welcome to the ride. Thank you for joining me for another episode of How Does She Do It? And through this podcast and my coaching, I help you own your story, live fueled by faith, and elevate your impact in your career and in your calling. My name is Tiffany, and I am your host. And if this is your first time listening, welcome. If this is your third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth time listening, welcome back. We are happy to have you. The show notes for this week's episode will be available at HowDoesSheDoItPodcast.com, and there you can find links to connect with me on social media. If you are on your phone right now and not driving, you can connect with me at Tiff South, and that's Tiff with two Fs, on Twitter and Instagram and actually LinkedIn as well. If you want to join the email list for the podcast, you can text How Does She Do It as one word to 444-999. Again, that's How Does She Do It as one word to 444-999. And as always, I want to say thank you for your ratings and reviews in the Apple Podcast app. If you have not had a chance to do so, please check in on your app and scroll down to the bottom of the little podcast artwork to leave a rating and review and hopefully it will be five stars. And before we get into this week's Just My Thoughts, I want to share an announcement with you all. On October 4th, that's a Thursday, I will be hosting a masterclass and the topic is qualified but not hired why you are not getting the job opportunities you want and how to change that. So if you want to register, just head over to the show notes at howdoesshedoitpodcast.com and you will find a link there. Or you can also go to bit.ly slash qualified webinar. Again, that's bit.ly slash qualified webinar. And with that, let's get into this week's Just My Thoughts. Just My Thoughts is the segment of the show where I share my reviews, recommendations, or rejections of something that I have come across in social media, pop culture, my life, just anything really that grabs my attention in the time between recording episodes. And this week, I am recommending taking risks and not being afraid to be vulnerable. And I will keep this brief, but... If you listened to last week's episode, you know that I learned of the passing of a coach and mentor of mine. And in the midst of that series, I was, I had already pre-scheduled and pre-planned to do a series of Facebook Lives at eight o'clock for four days last week. And I found out the news on Wednesday, probably around 6.15 or 6.30 And I had this scheduled Facebook Live for 8 o'clock. And when I say scheduled, I say it's scheduled because I previously told people that I was doing this thing. And I had to make a decision. Even though I was in a very emotional place, I was in a very emotional state, as you may have even heard in episode 77. But I had to make the decision to do it anyway. And I encourage you... And I should say that I made the decision to do it knowing that there was a high likelihood that I was going to cry. Now, 
mind you, I don't have a million followers on Facebook. I don't have, you know, a million fans on my page or anything like that. But there was this risk that I knew was out there in potentially being criticized or or something about me getting vulnerable and this vulnerable on a, a social media platform. So when I say take a risk and be vulnerable, I'm not saying necessarily that you have to do it in the way that I did it, obviously, in going Facebook Live and that kind of thing. But look to see if there is an area of your life where you are hesitating to take a step for fear of something on the other side of what will come with that risk. Are you holding back because of the imagined reactions and the imagined responses that are happening on the other side of that risk? And I say imagine because oftentimes in our mind, we build up what we think is going to happen to the point that it keeps us from doing something when we have no evidence that that, that the thing that we're worried about happening is actually going to happen. I have not gotten anything but kind and, you know, and generous and nice remarks from people. And my fear that there was going to be this, you know, why is this girl doing this reaction? If people are having that reaction, they haven't shared with me. So I say that to say again, take a risk. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable in an area of your life that you are holding back and worrying about what might happen because of some perceived reaction or response or of impact that you do not know is actually going to happen. And you won't know if it's going to happen until you actually do that thing. And my guess is that on the other side of that vulnerability, there will be growth and there will be an opportunity for you to learn and be better. So take a risk. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable and step outside of your comfort zone, doing something that you may not have ever done before in order to see a result that you've also never seen before. So that concludes this week's Just My Thoughts. Before I dive into this week's main content and topic, I want to review the last couple of episodes. So in episode 75, I talked about finding value in your current wilderness season. And I challenge you to think about whether you were making the most of your current season, or if you were doing something that was aiding and adding to the time that you are spending where you are. In episode 76, I asked if you were living with intention and acknowledged that your future growth requires present intentional effort and action. And in episode 77, I talked about the importance of letting your light shine and being proactive about no longer dimming your light. So not just letting your light shine, but making sure you are not actually dimming your light and evaluating what are you, what are you doing in your current season that's keeping your that's keeping your light dim and that's not allowing you to be uh, a city on a hill as we're called to to be and I referenced Matthew 5 so in each of those conversations there are a few threads that connect them all number 1 the importance of seeking God in all things and getting firmly connected to his voice and his will for you. And that requires the growing and building of an intentional relationship. And while that was not often a an explicit bullet point of every episode, when talking about 
faith and realizations and growth and growing your relationship, that only comes with the active daily and, you know, hourly pursuit of, of God and, and your relationship with him. The second thread is making sure that you're getting clear about where you are right now. So in terms of your circumstance, in terms of your gifts, in terms of what you're doing, in terms of your struggles, in terms of just how you're showing up in the world, getting really clear and uh, and aware of that. And the the third thread is the importance and value of being intentional and walking authentically in who you are. So being intentional in your time, your resources, your commitments, your investments, and walking authentically in who you are and what you have to offer. And those are kind of foundational principles in a lot of the things that I talk about and a lot of the the way that I know I have seen growth in my in my own life. I've seen growth in the life of my clients. And it is a combination of those things. And of course, so many, many other things. But just thinking about those last three episodes, I just wanted to give give a recap of those things because I think that even though the topics are different, there are connections between all of them. So today I want to talk about the how of all of those threads, specifically in the work context and how we can go about improving our brand, improving the way that we show up in our careers and what are some of the things that you can do to not just improve. And I'm not talking about the technical aspects of the work that you do every day, but really when we talk about the word brand, I talk about it specifically in the context of how others see you and what they might say about you when you're not in the room. So my good friend, Stephen Hart, who, you know, is the co-host of trailblazers.fm, he talks about your digital brand and how your digital brand shows up on the internet. I'm talking about what you're improving your career brand. How are you showing up at work? How are you perceived when you show up at work? And what are the things that people are saying about you? And I know that in 2018, I remember when there was a time when that word was not uh, it wasn't that common. It wasn't like, you know, saying something like Google where everybody knows what the word Google means. Brand was something that people were still trying to figure out. And I think in some ways that's still the case, but you just hear that word more often. And I think a lot of people are turned off by it, but I want you to, to not tune out and really think about whether you have a good grasp on what your brand is and what people know or say or think or feel about you in your professional context. And you'll hear me go back and forth between, I'll say brand, I'll say personal brand, I'll say professional brand. But here's the thing, you want to be, I like to believe that across different areas of my life, I am perceived in similar ways. And so your personal brand shows up to you and with you at work because it's something that belongs to you, right? That what your brand is not resting within your company. And if your brand is strict, is tied up only in what you do at your company, then you want to make sure that you're thinking a little bit bigger about that and thinking about how you can bring that with you in, if you were to go to another place, place of work. So like I mentioned, branding, your personal brand is really what people say about you when you're not in the room and how you also make people, how you make people feel the impression that you leave on people. And in those situations where, Oh, such and such, and you know, we're, we were just talking about you. Are you really nervous 
when people say that to you? Or do you hopefully have a general idea of what are some of the impressions that people might have about you? So the first thing that you can do to improve your brand and reputation at work is to make an informed decision about what you want people to say or experience about you. That was a mouthful, so I'll say it again. Make an informed decision about what you want people to say or experience about you. So I want you to take a moment to think about three to five words you would use to describe you. What are three to five words that you would use to describe you? And this activity is working on your internal self-awareness, right? How you view and perceive you. And words that I would use to describe myself are encouraging, um, professional, sarcastic, caring, thoughtful, maybe not the best gift giver, right? Not, and actually not a great gift giver. I'm not, I don't, I'm the kind of person who shows up to do the work. I don't really, I'm not really great at, at like buying people gifts and you know, some people like write those personal cards and all that. That's not me, not a part of my personal brand. Definitely the person who says, Hey, you know, we need something done. I'm in there ready to get my hands dirty, do whatever needs to be done. So now that you've thought about those three to five things that you would describe yourself, I want you to think about three to five things that people have said about you. So what are some impressions that people have told you that they have of you? Some words that come to mind about me. I go, I mentioned professional in a way that I would describe myself. That's one thing that people have said about me. People have also called me very relatable. They tell me that I'm authentic. Those are some of the words that people have used to describe me. And this activity of you reflecting on three things that people have to say about you, that is focusing on your external self-awareness, your ability to recognize what other people say about you. Now, those sound simplistic in explanation, right? External self-awareness, internal self-awareness. You would be surprised at how many people have such a low and inaccurate understanding of the way that they are perceived by people and they don't really, they really haven't taken an inventory of the way that they even perceive or experience themselves. So that is crucial if you are trying to get an understanding of your personal brand, what people think about you, and then how you can show up and how you may want to improve that that impression that other people have about you. So when you take those two lists, the things that you perceive about yourself and the things that other people have said or perceive about you, when you combine those things, you should be able to come up with a list of things that you want people to say about you. I want people to say that I'm someone who gets things done. I want people to perceive that I am someone who is willing to jump in and help when things are falling apart. I want people to say that I listen really well, right? So those are some of the things that I want people to perceive about me. So what you then, knowing those things, now you can start to do what is the next thing in this list of improving your personal brand. And you have to be able to ask for what you need. As a woman of color, and as women of color, I should say, we often have to show up in white male dominated spaces and in those spaces it can feel safest to shrink back 
play small, dim our light, not make waves. And in some instances, and many instances, unfortunately, it is definitely safe and prudent to do so because of things like implicit bias and the way that, you know, bias can impact the way that a woman of color who speaks her mind can be called aggressive versus assertive or how, you know, we are talked over at meetings and ideas that were ours will be attributed to other people or that we will be directly challenged by even people who are administratively levels below who we are or our credentials are questioned and all of those things. At the same time, if you do not know how to ask for what you need in a professional setting, closed mouths do not get fed. Unfortunately, you will then not be able to get what you need if you never ask for it. On our career development, despite what we were told, I know I was, I at a certain point in my life just believed that if I kept my head down and I did my work and I showed up, that that was enough to get the job done. And that is enough to keep you at a certain level, but it is not enough to advance you. And so if you're talking about improving your professional brand, if you're talking about wanting to grow where you are, you have to learn to ask for what you need. It is, it can be risky, right? And so I say that to say, you have to be mindful of how you ask what you ask for, who you ask for what, because there there are those internal pol- politics within companies and that will vary from situation to situation. But if you know you have a certain developmental goal, if you know that there's a skill set that you are looking to gain, if you know that there is an opportunity that's coming down the pike that you see is something that you're really interested in, you cannot expect that someone is going to necessarily think of you for that opportunity if you have not expressed to people who have influence that that's something that you're interested in. I know that I have gotten the opportunity to have title changes in both of my roles since leaving practice that came as a result of me simply expressing at way earlier times that I was interested in doing this type of work. And so over time, my responsibilities were increased and my titles were changed because I express, I expressed what I wanted. I expressed what I was looking for. And that helped grow my internal reputation and ability to do certain types of things. So again, if you're talking about improving your brand, improving your kind of footprint, if you will, within your company, you have to be able to ask for what you need. Now, you might then say, well, how do I figure out what I need? And that is a process in and of itself. One thing that I have done, the leverage list that I've mentioned a few times, is a workbook that I've created that will help you figure out where you are and what you are, what you have done, and can help you figure out what you might want to aspire to do. And then you can then say, okay, now that I know these things, here's what I need, here's what I'm looking for. So if you text TIFF South, and that's TIFF with two Fs to 444-999, you will get a copy of the leverage list. Again, that's text TIFF South to 444-999, and this tool will be able to help you assess the work you've done, where you are, and the things that you may want to be able to do going forward. So check out the leverage list. I think it'll be really helpful. Let me know what you think. Send me a message on Instagram at Tiff South, Tiff with two Fs, and we will go from there. And the third way that you can improve your brand at work is to start doing the thing. Over the last 
several weeks, I have been doing a bit of a study on faith. And as we are familiar with the definition or the verse, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Another popular verse related to faith is faith without works is dead. And what I have come to learn is a a different understanding of the, particularly the definition or the the scripture, I should say, uh, faith without works is dead. If you believe something, but don't test that belief, what good is the belief? I'll give you a practical example. If you build a bookshelf from Ikea, and this is no shot, no shot to Ikea, because I have moved and still have plenty of very sturdy Ikea furniture in my house. But the point is Ikea furniture is something that you have to build with your own hands. You have to do something in order to make it work. You build this bookshelf and you're like, oh, this thing can hold as many things as I need to put on it. But you never actually put anything on that bookshelf. You put together an Ikea chair. You never sit in the chair. You put together a bed, but you never lay on that bed. Do you really believe that that thing is capable of holding the weight of the thing that you that you say it can hold if you never test the belief? In a similar way, if you say you have faith in God, but you don't take action with a knowing that is rooted in faith in him, are you actually walking and living by faith? I'll say that again. If you say you have faith and you quote unquote feel faith, but you don't take action in that belief and in that knowing, are you actually living by faith? I posit, and this is something that I am growing in and learning for myself when Paul talks about faith without works is dead. He's saying that faith without action rooted in faith is is useless. It's not really faith. So if you are not taking action, if you are not doing things, if you are not starting to do the things that you want to do in your career, in faith and in boldness, based on the God that we serve and believe, then what are you doing, right? And I say that not to be coy or tongue in cheek, but we serve a living God and we serve a God who has equipped us with gifts and has put us in situations to learn and to develop and to grow. And we have the Holy Spirit living alive and well within us. So we have a God that has brought us through many, many challenging situations. He has blessed us in so many innumerable ways. Innumerable. I actually messed up that word. Anyway, we have a God that has literally all power within his hands. Why then are we afraid to ask for what we deserve at work? Why are we then afraid to voice our ideas or our concerns or our goals in the context of our work situations. Now, I say that very much aware that there are 
political challenges and beefs at work and barriers and hierarchy and all those things, right? There's, I have an awareness of, of that. However, we operate with a spirit within us that allows us and empowers us to do all things. But if we are not walking in that, if we are not starting to do the thing that will lead us to improve our career, if we are not boldly starting to make the asks for the things that we want, if we are not boldly walking in the spirit with which we know we possess, then how, how are we living by faith? And I, I say that to you and I say that to me because I have been tap dancing around some moves that I know I need to be making. And again, what I, I talked about earlier, afraid of what might happen. And so therefore I don't take the action, but what am I doing? <laughs> how am I, how am I honoring God if I am putting him in a box because of fears that I have that haven't come to fruition yet? I'm putting him in a box. I'm putting my my growth in a box. I'm putting what he can do in a box because I'm sitting still in my own fear about what has not come to pass. If you are sitting still in your fear about going to the next level, about asking for what you deserve, about preparing your resume for a better opportunity, about saying, you know what, I'm better at this thing than the next person. And I'm not trying to get into a comparison game here, but when you walk in who you are and when you own and stand tall in who your God is, what can stop you? If you have an answer, you let me know. And I'm not saying this without acknowledging that fear is real. Fear is real, but is our God not more real than the fear that we have in our own minds? Is he not bigger than our own doubts? Is he not more powerful than the concerns that we have about what homegirl in the next department might say about you if you speak up at the meeting? Is he not bigger than all of those things? So you have to start doing the thing in boldness of faith in the God that we serve. And we make it more complicated because we associate our faith with our feeling, but our faith is not about what we feel. It's about what we know. And it's about what we know, even in the face of things that might not seem like they make sense. And there's also an obedience component. There's a prayer component. There's so many different layers to how and why our faith can get stronger in and will allow us to take this kind of bold action that I'm talking about. But if you think about what Abraham was promised, if you think about what Sarah was promised, if you think about what the woman with the issue of blood who had been bleeding for 12 years, who just believed firmly that if she took an action, if she touched the hem of, of Jesus's garment in belief that he would heal her. And what happened? He was looked around and she was healed. So like, so it's, it's a, it's a matter of us, even in the fears that we have, and I'm not saying that you won't feel a fear, but you feel the fear and believe anyway. 
you worry that this Ikea chair might not hold you up, but you sit down in it, right? And that is, that's the kind of way that we have to live our life. And I, and this was in the context, thinking about our work situations, God doesn't stop helping us at work. And I'm, again, I'm not talking about prosperity, just, you know, you pray one time and your, your life will be changed. I'm talking about obedience, operating in obedience and operating in an awareness of what skills and talents you have and really being diligent about showing up in your career and showing up in who you are and showing up in your faith because favor, God doesn't limit favor in our lives, right? He doesn't restrict and only bless us by waking us up in the morning every day. And sometimes there are days that will be much, much harder than others. And there will be seasons that are much, much harder than others. But in all things, he is good. In all things work together for good to those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. That means this connect, it's connected to a lot of things, but that is not something that he takes as, it's not a cliche. It's not a cliche. And so what I just want to empower you to do is to be confident in your faith and confident in your belief in who God is and who he has made you to be. He didn't make you to be some regular, regular woman out here in these streets. Like you are a child of a king and you are a joint heir of Christ. And there are a lot of amazing things that come with that. And how that shows up in your individual life I do not know, but it is, his power does not stop and start with certain, it doesn't compartmentalize our, it doesn't compartmentalize our life. God does not compartmentalize our blessings. We are blessed and highly favored at all times because of who he is and who we believe him, him to be in our life. And so I want you to think about what you need to do to start doing. Think about the things that you want to be known for at work. Think about the way you want people to perceive you in your skills and in the way that you show up in your in your role and start doing those things. Start making the asks that will get you closer to the skill set that you need to developing your talents, the opportunities that you're looking for. Start doing the thing. And that might require you to show up and contribute beyond your job description. That often is what that requires. Does Don't let yourself get run into the ground and taken advantage of, but you may have to take some initiative to show that you are willing to do more in order to be developed and groomed in a certain kind of way. Take initiative, start a new project, ask for what you may need in order to to do some of these new things that you're interested in doing. And these are not five minute conversations. This is not something that you can think about on a Friday night and go in Monday morning and everything will be different and better. These are of course things that have to be developed over time, but these are just some ways that you can, can do that. So start doing the thing with faith, start doing the thing with faith, knowing who you serve, how powerful he is and that he has equipped you to be excellent and fly in more ways than you can even imagine. So just a quick recap of these three tips to improve your brand at work. The first thing is to make an informed decision about what you want people to say about you. The second thing is to ask for what you need. And the third thing is to start doing the thing.
thank you for listening to another episode of How Does She Do It? Episode 78. Oh, I cannot believe that we have already reached 78 episodes. We are in the fourth quarter of 2018, and there is so much more greatness in store. I've mentioned Elevate Your Career Academy. If you are interested in hearing more about it, send me an email or actually go to the show notes for this week's episode, HowDoesSheDoItPodcast.com. Schedule a 10-minute call with me, and I will tell you more about it. And if you have any comments or questions or show topic suggestions or like I said, career questions specifically, you can send an email to Tiffany at how does she do a podcast.com or you can slide in my DMs on Instagram at Tiff South. Yes, I gave you permission to slide in my DMs. Um, don't judge. But yes, share any thoughts that you have, any topic suggestions, questions that you want me to answer, any feedback. I really look forward to hearing from, from you. And until next time, be blessed and be a blessing. Peace.